Hello and welcome to Afternoonified. The podcast where we're all just spinning on the doll carousel of life. I'm Sarah. And I'm... I'm sorry, did you just say doll carousel? Yep. What the f***? too many cats <laughs> just too too many cats it's like when justin mcelroy got that second kid it's like i have so many cats <laughs> so many children anyways um that wow <laughs> just <laughs> right out of the gate just no just relevance to the topic entirely unreal you're on the very wrong side of the country although one might say that the thing we're going to be talking about has very little relevance to other parts of the thing we're going to be talking about. Honestly, it has very little relevance to the universe. (laughs) It's very relevant to my life currently. (laughs) It's literally relevant to Emily's interest because she's one who requested this episode. It's true. Um, Hello and welcome to American Broads. (laughs) Everybody's favorite American Gods fan cast. In which only one of us has seen American Gods. Well, I mean, I also read it, so. I read it, but it honestly, it was probably like 10 years ago, and I don't remember anything. Um, I found a full cast recording of the audiobook a while ago. Wow. Mm, mm, it was beautiful. I'm just actually <laughs> reading a paper book now, you know, like a normal person. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about the House on the Rock. We are. We are talking about House on the Rock. This is actually a place that I have been to. Emily, you have not, correct? Uh, no, but I, I wistfully looked in the direction of Wisconsin when I was in Minneapolis last year. <laughs> oh, that's the only time anyone's ever wistfully looked at Wisconsin. So close, I'm so, so okay. far. I'm going to apologize. I don't know if we have listeners in Wisconsin. If we do, I'm sorry you live in a garbage state for garbage people. It's true. Um, let's see. <laughs> Let's see, how many serial killers does Wisconsin have? I can think of at least two off the top of my head, which is not good. Dahmer and... Gein. Oh, yeah. Ed, Ed Gein. Gein and Ed Gein's nipple belt is from Wisconsin, so... Although, I will give Ed Gein credit. He only murdered two people. Holy shit. He all did of... only murder two people. The two people we just named, like, to dismember and, like, wear people... Yeah, so Wisconsin. y'all are fucked up over there. Um, <sighs> serial killers from well, not the West Coast. We don't want to get into that. <laughs> are you uh, just pulling up the Wikipedia list now? Uh, Wisconsin's ten most infamous killers. There were so <laughs> many that they did a top ten. Uh, Ed Gein, John McCaffrey, uh, Edward Wayne Edwards. Woof. Oof. Uh, Walter E. Ellis, David Spanbauer, Chai Vang. I don't know who that is. Ooh, Merson murdered six people. Terry Ratzman. These are amazing names for terrible people. Radcliffe Houghton. Excuse me. He's definitely from London. Jeffrey Dahmer. Christopher Scarver, the man that murdered Jeffrey Dahmer, and also <laughs> a bunch of other people. Yeah. 
Those are the ten. Say, most... In Wisconsin's defense, I haven't heard of most of those people, so. They all look about the way you'd expect them to look. <laughs> like a serial killer from Wisconsin? Oh, Edward Wayne Edwards is... A person. <laughs> Ed Edwards. Uh, anyway, so uh, tourist attractions. Um, <laughs> yeah, you want to talk House on the Rock, or are we just going to list serial killers from Wisconsin? I mean, I needed episodes? to thoroughly defame Wisconsin <laughs> before let's just, we started. Right out of the gate, let's establish Wisconsin is bad. Okay. I've, now let's I've, talk about actually a, a good part of Wisconsin. Oh, good. The big open field in Wisconsin. It's not okay. We'll get into that. There's actually some cool geology in Wisconsin that I was looking at today that I won't talk about because it was nerdy and not relevant. But I'm sorry. Did you forget what show you're on? <laughs> Do you want to hear about glaciers? Yeah. Okay, well, there's an area in Wisconsin called the Driftless Zone, and it's actually, there's part of it in Minnesota, and I think Illinois, too. But it's basically, like, all the glaciers went around it. So it's got crazy big cliffs and not mountains. There's no mountains, but valleys. and Inland glaciers? There were no glaciers. No glaciers. The glaciers went around it. Okay. And this is not actually the area we're talking about, but we drove through it on the way to go see House of the Rock. Good enough for me. (laughs) So it's basically the same subject. Um, Okay. So. (laughs) We've covered a lot of this already. House on the Rock is a tourist attraction in southern Wisconsin, and it is located between the cities of Dodgeville and Spring Green. It is in the middle of nowhere. It's great. Uh, it is built on a 60-foot sandstone formation called Deer Shelter Rock, and it's been called an architectural wonder by some and a slow, unrelenting descent into madness by me because I've been there, and it's insane. <sighs> All right. House on the Rock is a tourist attraction in southern Wisconsin located between the cities of Dodgeville and, Gr- and Spring Green. It's built on a 60-foot stan- sandstone formation called Deer Shelter Rock, and it's been called an architectural wonder by some and a slow, unrelenting descent into madness by me, because I've been there, and it's bonkers. Uh, most people might know it as a setting for Neil Gaim- the Neil Gaiman book American Gods, as well as the second season of its subsequent television adaptation, airing now on Stars. Not a paid promotion. Not a paid promotion. <laughs> Neil Gaiman has given us no money. No, I would say we've given Neil Gaiman more money than... I've given Neil Gaiman so much of my money. I have a stack (laughs) of Sandman comics on my table from yesterday. So you're welcome for the reverse promotion, I guess? I don't know. Anyway, speaking of Neil, (laughs) uh, Gaiman himself has called it a monument to kitsch and wonder and madness and uncertainty. I had to tone tone down my description of it and leave things out in the book to make it believable, which should tell you just about everything you need to know. I mean, the fact that he put a doll car No, I don't think he mentioned the doll carousel in the book, but he mentioned a lot of shit that I'm like, that's not a thing. No, yeah, it's all things. It is all things. It's it's literally the house is just full of everything I mean, I just world. have a picture of what looks like an octopus fighting a whale open in Google. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. All right, so... We should probably start from the beginning, a very good place to start. Uh, House on the Rock was designed by a man named Alex Jordan Jr., who was a self-taught artist and tinkerer. That's that not a profession. That is a word I, I heard him described as. I don't think he had a job. What is tinkering? Is it just like 
because I just imagine a guy with like big. I, I imagine Maurice from Beauty and the Beast. That's what I imagine. But he was an inventor. Yeah, kind of like you just make gadgets and futz around Gizmos. with stuff like that. Yeah, stuff that the might Little not Mermaid have a would use, play with, but like does cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, so like Tommy Pickles' dad. Sure. It's been a long time since I've seen Rugrats. He was a toy inventor, but he was not good at it. Yeah, I think of also, like, um, Olivia's dad from um, the Sherlock Holmes with the mouse. The mouse Sherlock Holmes. The best one. Um, The Great Mouse Detective? Yes, thank you. I could not think of the name. And the now dad you all... that gets kidnapped and but makes little like wind up toys. Yeah, and now you all have Radigan stuck in your head. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, uh, construction of the house began in 1945 on top of that 60 foot stone, 60 foot sandstone column I mentioned, uh, which he discovered while looking for a place to have a picnic. Allegedly. I'm going to say allegedly a lot because I could never really get a straight story about what the truth is behind this house. I don't know why one would lie about searching for a place to have a picnic. Well, we'll get we'll get there. Uh, he had no formal architectural or design training. No. Uh, so he and the friends who helped him build the house worked without blueprints. Just, this is some like great. backwoods Winchester mystery house nonsense. It really truly is. It's like. The Winchester Mystery House built by incompetent people, I think. Wisconsinites. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> According to the House on the Rock's official guide, um, all the building materials and furniture, including two pianos, had to be carried or hoisted up to the top of the rock by hand until an electric hoist was installed in 1952. Just dragging stuff up the hill, I guess. I don't know. There is a show on Netflix called World's Most Extraordinary Homes, which I think you've seen. I don't think so. Okay. It's a British lady and a British architect. I mean, the lady is an actress. The architect is a man, whatever. Um, But they go and visit these, like, insane rich people houses in different countries. And for some of them, they're so remote, they have to, like, helicopter in walls. And it's insane. Like, God did not want you to build a house into those cliffs. No. Like, give... Give it up, Colleen. Okay. It's not going to happen. If it's that remote, don't build your stupid house there. Build your house where there are things. And if you want to live out there, live off the grid in a cabin. <laughs> Just saying. It's either do it Lincoln style or don't live there. <laughs> Look, if, you, if remoteness is the point, don't build yourself a super mansion is all I'm saying. I mean, can you imagine like these rich Norwegian city folks going full Ted Kaczynski (laughs) who didn't even live that far into the wilderness like you could hear cars from his shack oh that's disappointing I feel very disillusioned sorry I disillusioned you yeah (laughs) big whiny spoiled milk smelling baby god that's a story for another podcast (laughs) well yeah that might be an episode the waveforms of my insult to Ted Kaczynski looks like a penis. Ted Kaczynski, audio penis. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a good old audio dong. <laughs> this episode has gone off the rails real fast. Like I told you, I'm running off of two energy drinks and <laughs> Captain Marvel. <laughs> 
Brie Larson gives me strength. Just think of Brie Larson. You'll get through this. No, I... That's... (laughs) Think of the most distracting thing you can imagine. (laughs) I just... What were you going to do? Listen to me talk? Um, so... (laughs) Electric hoist, you say. (laughs) Electric hoist. Right, we're talking about a thing. Uh, so over the decades, this attraction evolved from the original 13-room house into a sprawling complex of architecturally distinct rooms, gardens, shops, and exhibits... Exhibits? Question mark. <sighs> it's. I hate. You go to Wikipedia and it gives you a description of the house and it just doesn't capture what it is. And I had a very difficult time in these notes describing it. And it's just something we have to literally talk through every room in the house because I don't know how else to explain it. This house feels like the architectural equivalent of the silence from Doctor Who, where as soon as you leave it you forget what it looks like and how to tell people about it. It's exactly right. I wish I could... I wish this was a joke. It isn't. It's bizarre. Uh, It did open to the public in 1960. Uh, There's conflicting stories as to why or how this happened. Uh, The more controversial version is that uh, Alex Jordan Sr., uh, who had been bankrolling the whole project, insisted that his son open it to tourists so he could start seeing a little return on investment. I mean, I don't know why that's controversial. That sounds like good business. <laughs> I mean, you'd think. Uh, others say it may have been built specifically to spite master architect Frank Lloyd Wright. So now we get to the section of my notes entitled The, Pop- the Probably Apocryphal Story About How Alex, how Alex Jordan De- we're going to start this over. Yeah, you can start that over. <laughs> so now we get to the section of my notes entitled, The Probably Apocryphal Story of How Alex Jordan's Dad Got His Feelings Heard by Frank Lloyd Wright and Decided to Build a House About It. More like Frank Lloyd wrong, am I right? Stealing jokes <laughs> from Mr. Nancy. <laughs> so um, back in 1991, there was an unauthorized biography of Alex Jordan that was published. It's called Otherwise House of a Alex. a good year. A very good year. <laughs> uh, it was written by a local journalist called Marv Blosick. Blosick? Yeah, that's definitely a man from Wisconsin. We're never going to hear his name again, so i, I got to say this one more time, I <laughs> but think. Marv! But, <laughs> Marv. We'll call him Marv. Anyway, he relates a story that was told to him by a sculptor named Sid Boyum. And according to Boyum, the inspiration from the house came as a result of a meeting between Alex Jordan Sr., the dad, and Frank Lloyd Wright, uh, sometime between 1914 and 1923. Uh, should we t- take a pause to um, tell people who Frank Lloyd Wright is? Oh, he's a super fancy architect. Um, I'm I gonna... just assume they knew. Uh, here we go. Um, I'm opening his Wikipedia page so I can get <laughs> so I can get the one sheet. Um, okay. Frank Lloyd Wright was an American architect, interior designer, writer, and educator who designed more than 1,000 structures, 532 of which were completed. Wow. That's not good numbers. Batting 500 on that? Um, Wright believed in designing structures that were in harmony with humanity and its environment, a philosophy that he called organic architecture. Oh, he must have hated this house. Oh, dad. Just you wait. Uh, he died the year before it was open to the public. but I'm sure so. he's very happy about that. Mm. Okay. Keep going. Uh, anyway, so sometime between 1914 and 1923, um, 
Jordan, who was a small-time real estate developer from Madison, drove out to Wright's estate at Tallison, which is a house near Spring Green, um, so Jordan could show Wright the plans he had designed for a building in Madison called the Villa Maria. Uh, Jordan Sr. was kind of a Frank Lloyd Wright fanboy, so he, like, desperately craved his approval. And then Wright looked at the plans. He told Jordan Sr., I wouldn't hire you to design a cheese crate or a chicken coop. You're not capable. Harsh, man. Very harsh burn. Uh, Jordan Sr., not happy. Uh, Fuming on the drive back, he pointed to a spire of rock and told Boyum, I'm going to put a Japanese house on one of those pinnacle rocks and advertise it. And he did. And it's literally like 10 minutes down the road from Tallison. So if you're coming to Spring Green, you actually like pass Frank Lloyd Wright's house on the way. Uh, Wright apparently wasn't very happy about this. Uh, during construction, um, there are public records that suggested he complained about the house to county officials and even like bought a pro- piece of property nearby so he could block access to it. What a little bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, like, and the funny thing is, is like, the house is still very Frank Lloyd Wright-inspired, apparently. I'm not a student of architecture, but um, the design features, like, exposed stone and low ceilings and dark woodwork. Um, they're definitely less coherently designed, I'm sure, than a Frank Lloyd Wright house, but they're, like, reminiscent of his style. Uh, is the house still there? Uh, Taliesin or... Uh, the Frank's one house? that was pissing off. Yeah. Yeah, the, literally, like, this is what the house on the rock is. Oh. Yes, oh. we're talking about that one. The house the, in the, the thing that episode this, title. The topic is about. Yeah. Uh, so people who actually do know things about architecture have described it as a folk version of Wright's prairie style with a strong Japanese twist, which means nothing to me, but it sounds very smart. I was very high the other week, um, and I very briefly entertained the thought of becoming an architect. <laughs> I'm glad you prefaced that um, with, I was very high. Um, I have discovered this weed syrup where uh, a teaspoon of it will just lay me out flat. Like, I thought about becoming an architect. I ate three slices of pie because as soon as I was finished eating the slice of pie, I would completely forget what the pie was like. Like, taste-wise and texture-wise. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't have, I don't have what it takes to be an architect. Stone Emily thinks she has what it takes to be an architect, but... Maybe Stone Emily would be a great architect if you didn't get so distracted by pie. Stone Emily had to stop playing Stardew Valley when she was stoned because I was going to run my farm into the ground. (laughs) (laughs) But I recognized that. I was like holding the switch. I'm like, I can't do this. (laughs) I'll ruin 42 hours of playtime. <laughs> but that being said, being an architect is very hard, but that doesn't make Frank Lloyd Wright any less of a weenie. No, he's kind of a weenie about it. Uh, the thing is, there's like several problems with this story. Uh, namely, that Sid Boyum wasn't even born until 1914, uh, meaning, and so was Alex Jordan, actually, Alex Jordan Jr. Um, which means, like, Boyum, who claims to have been present for this meeting, uh, would have been less than nine when the meeting took place. No, he was there. Um, definitely there. Just an eight-year-old. Yeah. And, right, I mean, he was, like, over 50. Um, he was also in Japan for most of this time. Um, in the building they mentioned that Jordan Sr. had been designing, he 
didn't design it. The Villa Marie was designed by architect Frank Riley. A lot of Franks so, in the architecture. Yeah. So it's a questionable, but it's kind of a, I didn't get a hold of the book, um, but I read articles about the book and it alleges a lot of fun stuff. Like Jordan Sr. was the one who actually started construction and most of the initial work was done by day laborers who were allegedly recruited with the promises of free liquor. I mean, that Sounds would like get a me construction to, site. to do a job. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I did a go. Google for Frank Lloyd Wright's architecture and it's fine, I guess. It's very mid-century. It's very mid-century. I don't know if that's the right word for it. Yeah. I mean, it would have been that time period. Yeah-ish. Um, it's very square. Yeah. I don't know. I. It's a house. It's a house, yeah. Um, Marv's book, our friend Marv, um, it also paints Alex Jordan Jr. as kind of a dick. Hmm. Uh, he once told a female visitor she wasn't allowed in the house because she was too fat. Uh, he pushed a car into a lake because someone had parked in his spot. And my favorite, when some of his employees came to visit him at the hospital after he had had a heart attack, he yelled at them for missing work. Are you telling me that a man who built an insane house in the middle of fucking nowhere, Wisconsin, for no discernible reason, was kind of insane? I know. it's It boggles the mind, doesn't it? I, I mean, I can't process <laughs> this. Who knew? I hope that fat lady sat on him. <laughs> fucking him. I will say that, like, all of this is kind of in dispute. There's been some questions raised on how accurate this book is. Um, the House on the Rock pretty much treats this whole thing as tabloid trash. So Whether this the, is... ac- the tourist attraction that makes money off of itself is a reliable source, also questionable. But So this is literally the Midwest's answer to the Winchester House. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, it's, how the it's fuck def- did it get there? No one yeah, knows. It's definitely weirder. Probably it's, fewer ghosts, but I mean, I don't know. Fewer? No, I don't know. A lot of dolls. A lot of dolls. <laughs> we'll get and to it, that. <laughs> We're gonna get into it. Don't worry. Uh, so the story when you get when you actually visit the attraction um, was that it was never meant to visit a me. It was never meant to be a museum. And quotes Alex is saying one sort of one thing just sort of led to another. It was actually supposed to be a sex dungeon. <laughs> actually, probably. <laughs> but like people just started coming out to see it because it was like it was a so-called architectural wonder on top. There's of There's nothing rock. better to do. And yeah, and that's Wisconsin. There's literally nothing there. Um, eventually, he started asking for fifty cent donations, and then when the attraction started making money, he just put it right back into the house. So he expanded the attraction. He added new rooms, added more houses, um, and he also added to his growing collection. We're going to call him Collection of Oddities, because mm. there isn't a better catch-all. Dildos. Uh, it was a collection of dildos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do not see any dildos. I can't. I would not be surprised if there was a I was going to say, it wouldn't be surprising if you like opened a trap door in one of the rooms and it was just... Just full of dick. Hold on. Someone is doing something they're not supposed to. <laughs> oh, welcome to my life. Minerva. Okay, continue. Okay. Uh, room full of dildos. Room for. <laughs> so some have described Jordan as a lifelong collector with eclectic taste, which is an interesting way of putting it. Uh, and he filled his house with stuff. That sounds like something you so say about your much weird stuff. friend who's a hoarder. This is a hoarder's dream, or hoarder's fever dream. 
So, okay, I don't know how to do this. We're going to go section by section. Um, if you go to the house, it's split. There's, like, three different tours you can do. You can do, like, the main house. You can do, like, the main house and some extras. Or you can do, like, what they call the ultimate experience, which is all three sections. Obviously, that's the one you're going to want to get because all the all crazy stuff is in one the building? third section. I'm going to send you a map. Oh, God. I have a map. Oh, God. Um, I'm not... I can't promise that the map makes anything even more comprehensible. At this point, every picture I see looks like it's from a different building. So, mm-hmm. yeah, not wrong. Oh, there's those head vampires again. <laughs> okay, uh, you should got you should get the map. Oh, oh, oh my god! Yeah, you're right. That doesn't help. No. <laughs> So we'll, we'll talk about it. A oh, uh, beautiful so much place to, to go for about. Christmas. It looks like a wonderful place for Christmas. Yes. They also do like a Halloween experience. Oh. Which they like turn it into a haunted house, but it's like the people jumping out at you haunted house. Oh, which, fuck that. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm done with that. Not with what I've seen. Mm. No. Uh, so, okay. The first part of the tour takes you, um, the first section is the original house and gatehouse. Um, and this is the first part of the tour that takes you through the original 13-room house, uh, which is, it's more or less like a regular house. It's really cramped and maze-like and kind of dated. There's a lot of dim lighting and low ceilings, uh, dark woodwork, like, like I mentioned, um, and just like sunken dens full covered in shade carpet. There's so much shade carpet. <laughs> so it, yeah, it looks like a swinger's house from like the 1960s. It's bizarre. Yeah. Everything I've heard, Uh, that checks out. (laughs) There's also, like, Japanese gardens. There's incredible views of the surrounding scenery because this part of Wisconsin has no right to be as pretty as it is. Isn't it just grass? No, it's, like, there's hills and forests. It's in the middle of the woods, yeah. Ah, oh. There's some, like, bluffs and stuff. I don't know. There's probably some. For some reason, in my head, it was in the middle of just, like, a wheat field, which makes absolutely no sense. I mean, there are definitely fields around there, but, um... Oh, here, I'll send you another picture that I took, because we're about to get to this part. Um, So one part of the, the kind of main part of the first section is called the Infinity Room. And it's one of those, if you've ever seen those, like, bridge to nowhere sort of things that go out. um, It extends 218 feet from the house without supports underneath. And it's lined with 3,000 panes of glass. So it narrows to, like, a small point about the size of the window. So you basically go out this bridge, and then you look down, and you just see forest. Well, and Infinity Room is one of the better Avengers movies. <laughs> you have no many time. You have no idea how many times I wanted to type Infinity Gauntlet in my notes. <laughs> That's actually where they keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Neither would I at this point. Send this picture. Nope, not in messages. In Skype. Oh, I said it like four times. Well, you're welcome. I am still not good at figuring out where the chat is. Yeah, I get lost every time I try and go to the chat. Uh, Skype, your redesign is trash. Garbage. Well, those will come through eventually, but you can see when the picture comes through. It's actually really pretty here. It's less that and just not being able to find where I can read my messages. Um, oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, there, yeah, there's no picture, there's but I found rocks. where my chat lives. It'll get there eventually. 
Yeah, so this infinity room, it's pretty cool. The scenery is nice. Um, but it's super hard at any point during this tour to really capture the scope of the house. Like you weave in and out of buildings and rooms and you go through some walkways, like little bridges from one section to the other, but you never really get like a full view of the house. Like the house doesn't, it feels, the house does exist. It's not like a weird ghost thing, but <laughs> it's like, I couldn't tell you what the house looks like. The first picture I've seen of it was this like postcard from the 1970s that gets passed around. And I think it's the only picture I've ever seen of the entire house. Cause you never just get like an exterior view of it. Yeah. I don't think I've seen the exterior. I will send that too. We're really going to test Instagram's limits. <laughs> I, I did narrow it down to 10 pictures, which is apparently oh, nice. the limit. Um, I like that you search the pictures and like pick them out beforehand. Whereas I did them. You just make it up. Well, well I had to I... go through, I used my own pictures for this episode because I went there. I should use makes my own pictures. But um, that, I don't know. It doesn't look like it contains what it contains. Exactly. Is most of um, it underground? And that's the thing. It kind of is. Um, but if like that wasn't something that even occurred to me until I started reading up on it. And I was like, oh, of course it's underground. You didn't, it didn't know? didn't feel like you were, no. <laughs> like it didn't even occur to me that, oh, of course this is all underground. It's just. You get led through this, like, there's this very specific walkway you take, and it takes you through all the rooms of the house, and you just follow that walkway, and you never know, like, where you are in relation to anywhere, anything else in the house. But yeah, looking at this map that you sent, um, it looks like the actual house is, like, small. Yeah, it's not very big, but it, it'll hmm. take you, like, it took us probably three to four hours to walk through. Well, there is something called the pizza atrium, which I'm going to need more information on. (laughs) We had pizza at the pizza atrium. There's just a little, like, pizza by the slice restaurant. It's actually perfect because it's, like, midway through the house. Okay. About the time you're, like, starving, but you haven't gotten to the weird stuff yet. Um, so... The pizza was okay. (laughs) This just... It it reminds me of this book that I attempted to read a couple years ago called House of Leaves. Yes. Uh, You know what I'm I haven't read it, but I've heard about it. Um... It reminds me of that, of yes. the the door that opens up in their living room. I need to give this book another shot. The only problem is I couldn't handle the sections where it was like the author talking about his life. I don't care. I just want the parts about the house. <laughs> you got to get like an ad. Uh, there probably isn't an abridged version. I can probably just read the Wikipedia article when we're done here. Or that too. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, no, it's like that. It's very disorienting. It's like you're traipsing between pocket dimensions. It's bizarre. What if that is the case? I mean, if it turned out that you were just portaling from one room to the next, I would not be surprised. I'd be like, oh, that makes perfect sense because that's how it feels. Um, I'm going to Google Street View this as best I can. Oh, it probably Google Street already View tried. even takes you out there. Um, oh, wow. It even has a road named after it. Yep, because um, it's the only house out there. Checks out. Um, can I get a satellite view? Doing some investigative Googling. Ah, here we go. Satellite. We'll get this from the top down. Oh, wow, that is that is pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, the Google Maps like blurb is, Maze-like home built on rocky hilltop. Yeah, that's about right. So... Oh, I see. 
I mean, I don't see, but um, it kind of has the same vibe as Disneyland rides where you have like the main show building and then it leads you like back out to um, like the buildings where the actual ride is contained that are like painted green and hidden in the woods so you can't see them. Yeah, that's probably, I haven't been to Disneyland, but that sounds like a good comparison. Um, cause it's like, it looks like <clears throat> the house and then a bunch of like gray roofed buildings just out back that you can't really see from like the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Let me look at this. Oh, it put me in the house. It put oh, me God. in the house. Oh God, get out, get out. Oh, I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a blurry red room with like a figure standing in the corner that I'm sure was a normal human. <laughs> Are you sure? No. <laughs> oh, there's several points where I can drop myself in the house. Anyways. So so, I would recommend all our listeners open up Google Maps and just take a spin around because my words aren't going to do it justice. I'm going to uh, try, but it won't. That garden in the middle is very pretty. Yeah. No, it's like really pretty Japanese gardens. It's very peaceful. It's out in the woods. So they they, like to relax you with the first half of the house, and then they destroy your psyche. And yeah, then it brings you to uh, the section of my notes titled titled Section 2, Getting Weird. (laughs) So this is the section that has the streets of yesterday, which is the section you're so obsessed with. I don't know why I am low-key obsessed (laughs) with, um, like, recreations of houses. Like, there is a donut shop in Portland where they have designed the inside to look like the outside of the French Quarter, and I love it. Oh, that's that's actually really cool. They are also one of the only places in Portland where you can get decent beignets. <laughs> it's kind of the same concept, though, because it's, it's like a full-scale recreation of a 19th century street. Um, so there's, like, furnished houses. They're not full houses, but it's, like, house fronts and shop it's fronts. The, um, it's the facade yeah. of, and like, you can, a, a like, movie. You can look into all of them. I think you can kind of go into a few of them, at least for like a very, like a couple of feet. Um, but there's a sheriff's office, office, a carriage house, like a theater, an old apothecary. And it's it's like there's cobblestones below your feet. There are fake trees just like hanging overhead. And there's no light. You're underground. It's dark. So it's just kind of like weird plastic looking trees hanging over it's you. It's red too. Very bizarre. That. A lot of red. If anything is lit up, it's, like, in a red light. And there's Um, red carpet. I dropped myself into the house again, and I'm looking at a bunch of violins, and I feel like I'm haunted now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a haunted image you've cursed. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) Exactly how I wanted to go. So every storefront kind of has a theme, and every storefront is filled with stuff. There's old medicine bottles, there's cash registers, there's antique cameras or toys, like, kind of like go, whatever the shop is. You go in or you look through the window you at it. You look through, like, the window at it. Um, and this is, like, this is just the start of some of these insane collections. Like, past the streets of yesterday, there's a spirit of aviation. There's, like, a transportation building with cars and freight cars. So, at this point, it started, it kind of becomes, like, a really weird museum. Like, the bathrooms have little displays of there's like you walk into the bathroom in the visitor center and there's just like porcelain dolls hanging out. No man, you gotta leave me it's, alone when I'm peeing. <laughs> it's weird and it's overwhelming. Like displays they're kind of grouped around similar objects, but there's no real logic 
to it. Like in one room, there's like these elaborately carved ivories. They're not probably ivory, but they're ivory sculptures of dubious origins. Um, and then you go to the next room and there's like just puppets, just horrifying puppet creatures. No, no, <laughs> no. I did not include pictures of that. I might still send you one later. Um, I other sites I include um, fake crowns and Fabergé eggs. Uh, there's lots of antique guns and swords. There are model trains. There are shells. There's glassware. Um, there is the world's largest collection of dollhouses, allegedly, <laughs> along with what is absolutely has to be the world's largest collection of creepy dolls. The house is full of dolls. We'll get into it. <laughs> uh, that would actually be the name of the Goosebumps book that I starred in. House full of dolls. <laughs> yeah. But, like, as you go through the house, like, nothing has explanatory labels, um, probably because they were forced to take them out after a state investigation in the 70s. Uh, so they can't claim, like, authenticity about any of anything in the collection. So um, it's a look at this shit place, not basically. a look at this historical shit place. It's, yeah, it's set up like look at this historical shit. A lot of it seems historical, but it's like, it's impossible to know, like, what's real, what's a replica, What's a reproduction? What's been, like, just built for this house? There's, like, a cannonball-powered clock. Which... That checks out. It's not, like, a thing that anyone ever make. It's it's built to be put in a tourist trap. That sounds like um, a prop from Mary Poppins. Yeah. Um, um, but I yeah. would assume that most of what's on display, probably not genuine. Well, they did that um, with the King Tut exhibit that rolled through town, where they had a bunch of stuff, like, that was in the tomb... Of King Tut, but it was all reproductions. Oh, but yeah. we weren't going to get the real shit. <laughs> yeah, that's like behind air-protected something vaults. Well, yeah, and we knew it was accurate because we were playing Assassin's Creed at the time. <laughs> and that is how they arranged King Tut's tomb. So, right. you know, it's real. Yeah. Uh, so one of the biggest exhibits is the Heritage of the Sea. Um, it's got a metric shit ton of nautical themed artifacts. It's like three floors high. I believe high. that's a nautical shit ton. Nautical shit ton. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now with the boat yeah. and the man. Uh, yeah, you're not going to notice anything in the room because there's a giant 200 foot sculpture of a whale fighting an octopus just yeah. in the middle of the room. I'm looking at it and uh, <laughs> it's so unsettling. <laughs> Like it's, it's you turn the corner and there's a fucking whale. It's cool, but I feel like if I went to this place, I would constantly just like need to have my back guarded because I'd feel like <laughs> something creepy was happening. This is insane. It's bananas. Oh I wow! Wish... I just clicked the wrong place and Google Maps zoomed into the picture of the whale and the. Why is there a fisherman involved? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about. I don't know why anything in this house exists. It's bizarre. This is the episode where we finally <laughs> lose our minds. Just wait until the end of my notes, where I just stop looking things up and just start yelling about how freaked out I was. All right. Anyway, after whale, after the giant fucking whale, uh, there's a whole series of rooms called the Music of Yesterday, hmm, and these the are music room. machine rooms, the haunted rooms that curse you. Um, so they're music machines, and they're full of, like, automated orchestral instruments, or at least, like, instruments that are mechanically rigged to look like they're playing while they play the songs over the speakers. I'm pretty sure this was in American Gods, both 
Yeah. No, only book, not not show. Yeah. But each room has a different theme. Um, they play a few different songs. Some play on a loop and others, like, you get tokens at the beginning of your tour and you can pop them in whenever you want. Uh, there's one called the Mikado, which plays dance macabre and harem bells, ritual fire dance. It's kind of, like, Asian-themed. Very stereotypically Asian-themed because the 60s, this house hasn't been updated. Uh, uh, there's... I'm going to send you a picture and, like, feel free to explain it in your own time if you're going to talk about it. But I need to know if this is actually a thing at the house or if I'm just, like, in a Google hole. I cannot wait for this to come through. I genuinely hate what I am about to send you. <laughs> this is, like, cross suit levels of I wish I wasn't here. We'll get into it. Okay, okay. Oh, God, there's more pictures. <laughs> oh, okay, what were we talking about? Music rooms? Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of music rooms. Um, There's one called Miss Kitty's Boudoir that plays yakety sax. I got a video of that one. That checks out. That is um, what I also play in my boudoir. The really cool one, and, like, some of these, like, they're weird, but they're charmingly weird. Um, There's one called the Blue Danube that looks like a European riverboat, and they play the Blue Danube waltz. Mm, yes, looking at that right now. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the Red Room, which plays Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. They're pretty cool. They're fun to watch. Wasn't it's weird, the though. room in House, or the Haunting of Hill House called the Red Room? Yes, it was. Okay, just checking. Just <laughs> checking. All right. So that was section two. Now we're going into section three. Straight up fucking insanity. <sighs> so by the time we get to the third and final section of the attraction, you've been wandering a while. Maybe you got a slice of pizza at the pizza atrium <laughs> in the building with all the old cars. Uh, but it's been a couple hours. And you're tired. You're a little overwhelmed. Definitely a little disoriented. It is impossible to get lost. Like there's clearly marked walkways, but they wind up and down and they go through one room and the next and you're not quite sure where you are in, like, relation to where you were last. And then you walk through this short tunnel and you emerge into the carousel room. And <laughs> reality loses all meaning. <laughs> so, um, okay. Quite literally, if you are a fan of American Gods. Literally. So, okay, here's the thing. The carousel, it's legitimately really cool. It's beautiful. Um, it's allegedly the world's lar largest, again, allegedly. Um, it's got 20,000 lights, 183 chandeliers. And 269 animals. None of them are horses. You also can't ride it. <laughs> well, I mean, you you can. It's just you do it for one time and, and then, then never again. And then you get again. kicked out of the House of the Rock. Uh, does it move? It does, yeah. It spins around. Um, I think I heard that it might be on rollers rather than, like, from an axle in the center. But you Oh, God, know. this is the room with the thing that I sent you. Yep. Uh, so... <laughs> carousel pretty bonkers on its own and then you look up hanging from the ceiling are hundreds of half nude mannequins with angel wings just hanging from the ceiling it's madness it's like being inside a serial killer's brain and that isn't even the worst part of the house this is actually what ed gein saw every day oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i definitely have a picture of this too that i'm gonna send oh what no but i got weird pictures from later <laughs> yeah the carousel bananas um uh so the galleries in this section they're also the weirdest uh there's way more dolls there's a whole circus room full of circus toys there's lots of guns it's just dolls what do you and mean circus toys <sighs> i think if i'm trying to remember correctly 
it was kind of like miniatures almost. Like there was this whole like circus. Can't think of the word I'm looking for. Not motorcade. Hey, ever, convoy. You ever really like fuck a traveling up in circus. Google House on the Rock mannequins and then wish you were dead? <laughs> <laughs> no, these pictures live in my iPhone. I see them all the time. Um, I'm getting some more views on this whale. So, oh, there's, um, oh, just when you thought you were done with the music rooms, there's this 100-person mannequin orchestra playing automated symphonies. Mannequin orchestra. It's horrifying. Um, my friend Molly got a video where it's just like this close-up of one, and her eyes are going up and down, but her eyelashes are stuck. Um, is there <laughs> any chance you could get that video from Molly? I will see what I can do. Oh, it's, I'm looking at them now, and they are awful. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, this is a lot. It's it, a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> um, below the carousel, you go down into the organ room, which is, oh, this is a really kind of fucked up room. Please tell me it's pianos and not organ <laughs> organs. Oh, not like, yeah, like organ pipes. Okay. Um, and it's not like anything is weird. It's just like the walkway goes up and down and you go up some spiral staircases and you go through. I'm going to send you a picture. Um, you're just going through so many in so many different directions. You get like lost and it's all red. There's red carpet everywhere. You can't it's see the, anything. The red that is it that trips me out. Yeah. Everything in the house is a shade of red. Um. Oh, where was I? Yeah, so you're deep underground, and, like, none of it's weird, but it also doesn't make any sense, so it's kind of deeply unsettling on this existential level. Oh, God. The Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here in my yeah. notes, it's all red. Everything is red in this section. The carpets, the walls, the lights, all of it. <laughs> all right. So I mentioned there were dolls, right? Now we get to my favorite part of the house. You did mention dolls. The fucking doll carousel. Which is exactly as terrifying as it sounds. Wait. Sorry. There are two fucking doll carousels. There are two carousels full of dolls. I'm going to send you a picture now. I'm sorry. Oh, I'll get you later. (laughs) So, I don't know if I can emphasize this enough. How fucking weird this is. But it's literally, like, two enormous, like, carousels with five levels each and they're all it's just packed with dead-eyed porcelain dolls and it's legitimately the most horrifying place i've ever been in my entire life and i have been in the goddamn bears catacombs it's true um where there are literal dead bodies literal dead bodies like inches from your face and i would rather go there again than back to this fucking doll carousel um it isn't just dolls there are like tiny doll-sized skeletons there are skeletons i'm sorry You mean child skeletons? No, like doll-sized skeletons. Like porcelain doll size. And they're just going around and around, and there's hundreds of them. And you you take the walkway, and the walkway goes like up to the top of the doll carousel, and you kind of roll your way down. It just gets more and more insane. You get to the top of the room, um, and every available surface is covered in some real true detective shit. Like, there's so many statues of naked ladies. Wait, which season of True Detective? First season. Okay. It's like naked ladies with animal heads and deer antlers. Uh, There's an incredibly graphic depiction of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. What what do you mean graphic? God, I hate that I'm asking this. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm going to send pictures right now. It's... Mm, No worries. Found it. (laughs) 
horrifying. It's like you, it's like you're in hell. Why are there so many women? (laughs) You've lost your mind and you're in hell now. It's weird and creepy to like the point of absurdity. Like I just started laughing at some point because there's no way anything could be this weird. I would like to propose a remake of As Above, So Below, except instead (laughs) of the catacombs. No, this is my horror movie. I think it was like before I even got to the doll carousel, it was probably the gun room. It's like, I just want (laughs) there to be. very early on. I just want there to be a horror movie where, like, you get stuck in the house overnight and, like, Ned of the Museum, like, everything comes to life and you have to the fight only your way through the house. The only problem is they would never, ever, ever let you film in there because American Gods was respectful about it. This would be like, <laughs> look at how horrifying this is. Yeah. So they would have to recreate it on a soundstage and rebrand it. And it's impossible. You couldn't do it. We don't have the budget, Sarah. <laughs> there are naked rabbit ladies playing lutes. I've had dreams like that. Because why the fuck not? You're in hell. <laughs> and then, and then you walk out the door and into sunshine and into the beautiful Wisconsin woods. And then you have to go see your priest. And it's weird. <laughs> like, that's almost the weirdest part. It's like alarmingly surreal because you forgot the real world was there and then you're back and you escaped. And that's House in the Rock. <laughs> go visit it. <laughs> Oh, so uh, I am going to Google uh, the orchestra, and here is a video, and we are all going to experience this together. Yay. Oh nope, this is my this is my nightmare. This is my hell. It just auto played. Um, <laughs> you've seen it, but I'm gonna pass it on because this is gonna ruin my recommendations forever it's just gonna get rid of all of my monster factory and be like hey i heard you like this uh we're gonna turn that volume down so it's a little less terrifying (laughs) i have a feeling that if i saw this in any other context it would not be terrifying but since it is encased in this maze of fuckery (laughs) it's insane Oh, there's the lady playing the flute. I'm going to see if I can get that video for Molly to send you. Man, the upkeep on this place. I can't even imagine. Like, how long does it take to dust everything? Oh, they can't possibly. Can you imagine being one of the cleaning ladies having to be there after hours? Oh, no. Or cleaning men, Thank you. I guess. Thank you, no. Yeah, so go visit it. It's a literal tourist trap with no historical or educational value. So, but there's I, literally no place like it on Earth. I have stumbled upon uh, YouTube videos where it looks like they take you through um, most of it. Ooh. So I will make sure those links go up on the Twitter because I yeah, know I've got to see it. Yeah, I'm not going to be getting back uh, to the Midwest for a while. Definitely not going to be making a trip to Wisconsin for this. Uh, although, if you are a booker in Wisconsin and you'd like us to do a live afternoonified, I'm pretty sure we can make that happen. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to spend the rest of my evening uh, watching these videos. I just texted one to you. So. 
So, um, while I wait for this to load... Oh, nope, here it is. Here it is. Oh god, she's winking at me. Um, yeah, please post that on the uh, Instagram when this episode goes up. So, um, before we get into, like, all of our closing stuff, I think it's time for that very, very special announcement that we've definitely talked about. Are we doing about. the special announcement? We're doing the special announcement. Um, yeah. Sarah and I and Sadie and the penis gallery, Travis, <laughs> are starting a new uh, actual play. Real play? Actual play. It's actual play. I don't know the difference. Sure, both. I, I One is the right term and the other one is nothing. Um, podcast where we are going to be playing the tabletop role-playing game Monster of the Week. Um, and it should be weird to say the least, but since it is Monster of the Week, it deals mostly in like vampires and werewolves and ghosts and aliens and it's that very kind of relevant thing. to our interests. Very relevant to, yeah. I would imagine um, also to the interests of our listening audience. I would hope so. <laughs> so that's going to be coming out end of March, early April. It depends because, hi, Sadie. How's <sighs> your knee? Sadie. Nana. <laughs> In all reality, everyone wish Sadie a speedy recovery. We're not going to give you her Twitter handle, but just like say it and the universe will carry it. Hoping by the time this episode is posted that she will not be such a just clumsy clumsy klutz oh no she will always be and that's (laughs) why we love her we love Um, you sadie my sweet sweet canadian wife um so if you like this episode which it might just be the energy drinks talking feels like it was a lot of me yelling why (laughs) but you can uh rate you can uh review you can subscribe if you would like to hear more and you aren't already Subscribed? Sub- <laughs> Subscribed? So, you aren't already a subscriber? Uh, I am in a pit and I cannot crawl out. Um, We're on Twitter at Afternoonified. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GetAfternoonified. Instagram where you can find as many pictures as they will allow us to post. Plus that video. Um at Afternoonified. I will make sure that tour video, if it is deemed appropriate for you guys, <laughs> is posted to our Twitter and our Facebook. We have new merch. Um, so oh, we just... yeah. Yeah, we merch. came out with the... It looks we, really cool. Um, we came out with the Midge Midge 2020 shirts, which I think we mentioned on the last episode, but then we also did our new logo on some stuff. Um, I'm working on the sticker. That's a little bit more complicated but there's that um you can find a link to that at our website getafternoonified.com where you'll find all of our past episodes um a link to email us if you i don't know why you would email us but it's an option if you've been to house on the rock tell us about it um yeah if you want to share pictures uh of your visit you can tweet at us you can pretty much do whatever to get those to us. <laughs> um, I am very slowly losing steam. <laughs> so it's like you just crashed. I'm yeah. I need to go back to playing Stardew Valley. Maybe eat some pizza bites. Anyway, until next time, which we will be joined by the beautiful, beautiful man Shane Hosey to bring you a history of tabletop role playing games.
which is a promotion. Oh, it's a shameless promotion for all parties involved, but I think we'll learn a lot. I love you guys. Thanks for putting up with us every week. Every other week. Goodbye. Goodbye. We love you.